I'm Dawn Tree, and this is Atypical Parenting, the podcast for people who love someone with autism. Today, we're going to be talking about unconditional love, which I think is a nice, warm, and fuzzy topic. But if you're raising or you are living with or closely loving someone with autism, you know that it's a little more complicated than that. So we're going to dive into all those nuances of unconditional love. But first, I just want to remind you that at the end of the month, the end of April 2023, we're going to be running a 5K. And I use that word running sort of loosely because um, I'm not a runner, but I think I can finish it at least. So if you want to support autism services in Dutchess County, New York, here where I live, you can find the link directly on my website page, which is aurorahealthyminds.com, A-U-R-O-R-A, healthyminds.com. You can directly donate on the page, and that won't go to me. It'll go to Autism Directory Services. Also, there's a link on there to the event, so you can find out more about it. I would really love if some of you guys came and hung out with us, we're going to be walking, but we're also going to be hanging out in the tent. We do have a table. We've sponsored the event and I would love to meet you because we're going to have a lot of fun. So I hope to see you there. Today, we're going to talk about, like I said, unconditional love. And also, like I said, unconditional love is a topic that makes us feel all warm and fuzzy, right? Because it's assumed that when we love someone deeply, such as a child, that there's this beautiful saintly air surrounding every interaction that we have with that person. That's what we see in the movies or we read in novels, right? So it must be true. And even though we may not realize it, we've seen those sort of movies and read those kind of books our entire lives. And so we have these inherent biases about what unconditional love should look like. We talked about inherent bias a couple of episodes ago. So if you don't know what that means, check it out because it really does affect the things that we do and say and think and believe. Human emotions are complicated and sometimes people we love don't always act in lovable ways, which is a huge problem with the idealized version of unconditional love that we like to think of. Let's just start with unconditional love by definition, which is a love that is selfless and compassionate. It is forgiving and doesn't hold grudges and it is given freely without expectations. So in other words, unconditional love is not dependent on anything. It just is, and it always will be. When humans are exposed to consistent, unconditional love by their caregivers, research tells us that there are really important and long-lasting benefits that happen. So there's no doubt that it's a powerful force that can transform lives. Unconditional love helps the person receiving it to feel more secure and loved, to feel more confident and more self-assured. It can help build empathy and help them be more forgiving towards others. It can help develop compassion and lead to better ability to be kind, to show kindness to others. And it also helps people to be more resilient and more hopeful in general. So unconditional love is a nice phrase. And I think a lot of us, especially parents, we feel what it means. But what does it mean in practical terms and how can we show that? Obviously, when scientists are looking at this, researchers, they are able to quantify it somehow. So what they found as indicators of unconditional love, a healthy love that made a big impact on people were the following. Patience and understanding. 
Reminding yourself that everyone makes mistakes and making sure that you don't hold grudges or expect perfection. Being forgiving. Remembering that everyone deserves a second chance or sometimes a third or a fourth. Being accepting. Not trying to change someone to fit your expectations. Remembering that people have autonomy and they are allowed to live their life in ways that they see fit, even though we may not agree with them. It's our job, if we love them unconditionally, to accept. We may not agree, like I said, but we have to accept. Compassion. Put yourself in the other person's shoes and try to understand their perspective. We don't do that a lot in our society today. I feel like, in general, in America at least, we come to our uh, conclusions. We think, oh, this is what I believe, and that's that. And we don't listen to each other. We don't take time to try to understand where the other person is coming from. That's compassion. And lastly, we need to be grateful because when we have gratitude, it makes us appreciate the good things in your relationship and it helps us not to take them for granted. And so those are things that we can do to show unconditional love. It's easy, right? Super easy. Yes, it is easy when things are going well. But the other side of the coin is an entirely different story because it's not always easy to show unconditional love in the face of behaviors that go against our intrinsic moral compass or our value system or cross really important personal boundaries. When people that we love act in ways that we find difficult to understand or maybe even personally offensive, it becomes much harder to practice unconditional love. I'm thinking about times maybe when we're lied to or perhaps verbally attacked, or in more extreme cases, like when a loved one physically attacks you, which does happen sometimes, or perpetrates some sort of violent crime against someone else. And what happens when one person that you love unconditionally harms another person that you love unconditionally, such as in the case of siblings? These are hard situations. And it requires that we reframe unconditional love because it becomes much harder to maintain an accepting, compassionate, and forgiving stance. If you have a child or a loved one with autism, it's more than likely that you have experienced situations such as the ones that I just mentioned. Hopefully not all of them, hopefully not the extreme ones, but I think that you get what I'm saying. Because in autism, it's difficult for them to integrate everything that's going on around them. And there are times when they just get into this place of autistic overwhelm. And emotions become very extreme and intense. And you know that when emotions are extreme and intense, things get said that people don't mean, behaviors get taken. Unfortunately, aggressive behaviors occur towards people, towards objects, towards pets, all kinds of things happen in those moments that are very hard to deal with. I know for me personally, there were times in the past and honestly, sometimes still, when something happens in my family that leaves me hurt or sad or angry. And if you've been listening, I'm sure that you know that I have a son who is grown now with autism. And when he is struggling and feeling dysregulated, things around this house are not always pretty. And at times he behaves in ways that make me so mad that I could just spit. And sometimes then I turn around 
and behave in ways that make him so mad. If given the chance, he'd probably push me over a cliff. And if that sounds drastic to you, you might be listening to the wrong podcast because autism comes with a lot of challenges. And because my son and I are both human. Unconditional love does not equate to unconditional like or to total agreement with everything a person does or says. So I don't know if it's despite the fact that we love each other so fiercely or maybe because of it, but sometimes we get really upset or angry with each other. Now, unless you're a saint, and maybe some of you are, I don't know, but I want you to understand that if you can relate to what I'm saying, and that maybe happens to you too, I want you to understand that it's normal to not always feel loving towards the people that you love. To me, unconditional love is sometimes uncomfortable and it looks nothing like the warm and fuzzy version we have in our minds because it requires that we also be honest. It's being honest enough to tell the person you love, even though you see that they're struggling, to tell them the truth, especially when you know they're not gonna like it and it might potentially hurt their feelings in the moment. It is caring enough to stand your ground in the face of rude or hurtful treatment. And it is being compassionate enough to yourself to pay attention to your own emotions and how you're feeling in any given moment. Because number one, you do not deserve to be treated badly. But also because you are inadvertently teaching this person who you want only the very best for, how to treat others through these interactions with you. And when I think about this, I realize that it goes both ways. It's not that I'm the parent and he's the child, because at this point he's an adult. And I know that both my son and myself have learned tremendous lessons in loving through these interactions, because once we both calm down, we spend time talking at length. And sometimes at length means 20 minutes and sometimes it means two hours because uh, when we get talking, it just keeps going and going. But we do that, we take the time because we love each other and because we both know that it's important. And we've taught each other. And honestly, sometimes my son is far wiser than I will ever hope to be. I believe that the thing that distinguishes real unconditional love from more shallow types of love is not that you coddle and agree with the person that you love all the time, but that at the end of the day, even when you're pissed off or disappointed or otherwise upset, that you take a deep breath and you come back to those loving actions that we talked about earlier. Showing patience and understanding, forgiveness, acceptance, compassion, and in my opinion, most importantly, gratefulness. Because when we realize how amazing it is that the people we love are part of our lives and we consider how very fragile life is, that is something that we need to be endlessly grateful for. And if you go back to those actions, once your own emotions settle down, they will undoubtedly always lead you to the place that you belong which is standing right behind that person, no matter what happens, supporting and believing in their ability to do better. Because the goal is always to help the person you love to have a more satisfying life. For the record, I know that you love your children unconditionally. And I also know that you're human, just like I am. I believe that even when we lose patience or act in ways that are less than ideal, that unconditional love is going to rise above the moment 
and produce outcomes that help our children thrive and teach us all how to be better humans. Keep the faith. You're doing a great job. Thank you.